Well, my name is Ian McInnes. I'm the Muirhead Professor of Medicine in the University of Glasgow. It's also my privilege to serve as the Chairman of the Scientific Committee of the Cytokine Signaling Forum. It's a real pleasure to welcome you to this monthly CSF podcast, where I'm going to discuss the latest papers relevant to the biology of cytokine signaling and IL-6. Now, all the content discussed is available in more detailed slide format at cytokinesignaling.com, our free resource website. This month, there have been four papers added to the CSF website, and I want to highlight particularly two of them in this update. The first paper, brought to you by Professor Strand and Kremer, looks at effects of tofacitinib monotherapy on patient-reported outcomes in the oral solo study. Now, oral solo studied patients with active rheumatoid arthritis who'd had a prior inadequate response to conventional DMARDs or biologic DMARDs. Now, in general, patients report quality of life measures as more important to them than joint counts or laboratory tests, and especially physical functioning, pain, fatigue, and physical and emotional roles are all vital for them. So the key results in this study were that by month three, tofacitinib at five or 10 milligram doses demonstrated significant improvements versus placebo in the patient global, pain, HAC Disability Index, that's a measure of function, SF36 physical and mental, and component summary scores, all domain scores and FACET. In other words, there were significant improvements across a range of patient reported outcomes. Significant improvements were also reported at week two for patient global, pain and the HAC Disability Index. Differentiation from baseline was seen three days after treatment initiation for the patient global and pain scores. So concluding, patients reported statistically significant and clinically meaningful improvements in both summary scores and all domains of the SF36 with both doses. Treatment with tofacitinib for three months provides relief from active rheumatoid arthritis and favorably impacts a wide range of patient reported outcomes. And clearly, this is reassuring for us as physicians thinking of using this medicine in our patients. Turning now to our second paper brought to you by our steering committee member, Professor Chem Gabe, and myself, amongst others, which we investigated the comparison of lipid and lipid-associated cardiovascular risk marker changes after treatment with tocilizumab or adalimumab in patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Now, the objective of this study was to compare changes in lipids and lipid-associated vascular risk markers in patients with rheumatoid following treatment with tocilizumab or adalimumab, and then to look at their relationship to treatment response. This was a post-hoc analysis of data from a clinical trial that compared IL-6 and TNF-alpha blockade. The key results are as follows. We observed a greater increase in LDL cholesterol and HDL cholesterol and a greater reduction in LP little a, HDL, SAA and SPLA2 levels in those receiving tocilizumab than those receiving adalimumab. Now, reductions were observed in efficacy responders and non-responders, suggesting that there are direct cytokine-mediated effects on lipids, which may be partially independent of effects on clinical disease activity. Greater reductions were seen in all three lipid-associated vascular risk biomarkers at week eight in both efficacy responders and non-responders who received tocilizumab than who received adalimumab. So in summary, don't forget that all of these materials are available online at cytokinesignaling.com. And maybe I'd 
take this opportunity to announce the two digital health awards won by the CSF in December. Congratulations to the team. And thanks to you for your continued support of the CSF. We wish you the very best for 2016.